0: So, Mr. Al Yep. what'd you That's have it. most food recently? Food-wise?
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, food-related. I, I was feeling sickly um, as I hadn't eaten in a while, and I figured mm-hmm. that the brownies that I consumed first thing in the morning followed by um, a potato chip entree caused some sort of disturbance. But really, so uh, it, it felt like I'd eaten too much. But turns out I hadn't eaten enough, so then I forced down some nutritious food uh, in the form of a smoothie and an English muffin, and boy, oh boy, am I feeling um, at the top of the world. Peachy. If if you can't tell by my uh, upbeat appearance and demeanor. What about you? Um, Are you upbeat? I have,
0: I'm so upbeat, you, Uh, if you look up the definition of the word upbeat, you'll find me.
1: You're fresh off a uh, a Marate family dinner. Are the rumors true? It's true. Can you confirm the rumors are true. these allegations? Are. Let's and not what put was, it that way. What was served?
0: Well, if you must ask, um, my mom, well, my whole family is really stressed out by this whole election thing that's happening. Um, I don't know when this episode's going to be out, but as of yet, as of recording, we, we don't know what, what happened. So maybe yeah, maybe we're, we'll we're, upload this, and this will be horribly out of date. But
1: We're um, six electoral points short. Come on, Nevada. Come on, come on. Can't count your votes faster. If only um, we'd been allowed to start counting the votes prior. It's almost like, hmm, the GOP planned for this so they could sue and take it to the Supreme Court to try to preserve Donald Trump's presidency because he doesn't want to lose the executive privilege and then be sent to jail. Parth, does that logic track? Or do you think this is a QAnon uh conspiracy?
0: Trent, that's um absolutely ridiculous. Mail-in ballots are a fraud. They're corrupt. Uh, let's not even get into it. I don't even want to get into all the million ways millions of ways that you're wrong.
1: Do you know how on Instagram now whenever there's something that's vaguely political, there's the little warning sign? Yes. That's that this says, that's this may not be true. Yeah, now now uh now the podcast. Have means you that. have you
0: seen Trump? Have you seen Trump's um, like uh, Twitter recently?
1: He claimed victory. He uh, well, not
0: even just that. Like all all of his tweets are pretty much flagged as being untrue.
1: Well, I know that Facebook and Twitter, after playing such a huge role in the twenty sixteen election, it's nice that they're trying to curate uh, his lies at the last minute. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Well,
0: anyways, to get back on point um we my mom didn't feel like making anything we were like ugh, whatever so i have like several several packs of like ramen from my dorm that i never yeah. ended up eating
1: you are a broke college student <laughs> it's a rite of passage
0: that was a really cool trend thank you for doing that um, so let me guess you um, anyways, eat the ramen
1: we... in a nostalgic venture to re-explore your uh your days of university is that right
0: my well, my mom fried up some vegetables and then like did a whole thing with the ramen, spiced it up, made it tasty. You know the works. And um, she she put that she made it for me, and um, I had that. Then I I tried watching some like Star Wars scenes to cheer myself up, and I was hit with Star Wars Episode Three. You know the one where democracy falls, and I was Revenge like, oh, I Sith. can't even. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't even
1: escape it. Going to Star Wars. So let's talk more about these assorted Star Wars clips. Was it just like a best of compilation on YouTube?
0: No, I mean, I, I own the movies digitally, so I was just going, You're just skipping going through, them. through them. So yeah. part
1: I saw a Star Wars commercial today. It's like the Lego Star Wars Christmas special. Have you heard about this? I have not. Oh, do you know what the original Star Wars Christmas special is that has now been like yes. lost in time? Yes. It's just yes. a Lego version of that, which is so funny because people went through so much effort trying to hide the evidence of the first, of the, of the original version, because it was so notoriously hated.
0: Well, speaking of things that are notoriously hated, should we get onto our show? <laughs> I'm implying our show is notoriously hated.
1: No, 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 I understood the subtext. Let's, uh, okay. let's perform, yeah. Cue the intro.
0: Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about movies. Each week, we talk about a film, and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk with us. Uh, Our last episode had Kevin Bitters, who's a special effects supervisor and pyrotechnician. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should check it out. It's pretty
1: cool. We talked about explosions and
0: stuff. It's true. So, Trent, what are we doing here today, then? If we've already talked to somebody about the movie
1: then it's time to have a general discussion. between. You're going to hear our opinions and thoughts um, for about 25 to 30 minutes. So just um, prepare yourself. Uh, Parth, uh, do you want to give a synopsis of this movie? Of course, Trent, since I
0: had that readily uh, available. Armed with only one word, tenet. The title of the movie. And fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time.
1: That was like the longest log line uh, in in recorded history. In a while, yeah. Maybe because this movie is complicated. Yeah. It's a a little crazy. There are a lot of steps along the way. First, you just think, oh, a little... uh, Oh, uh, old-fashioned mass shooting in an opera house, and then what? Time travel?
0: Trent, did you know that this movie costed money to make?
1: Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, It, it was exa- it was exactly 200 million monies. Really? What did it make, Trent? Um, 347.1 million monies. Ooh, ouch. That's gotta hurt. I know the the box office performance of this movie was considered uh, a disappointment, at least domestically, but I read it got like 50 million here in uh, the U.S. of A., but then abroad, you know, where uh, they've handled the COVID more professionally, they can go to the theaters and watch the movie. Meanwhile, here,
0: we can't. Well, there's got to be some sort of history of the
1: production of this film, is is there yeah um let's do it um theoretical physicist kip thorne one of my personal favorite theoretical physicists i could name a bunch more but we, we don't have time he is pretty good oh you you enjoy his work i like his early yeah, stuff. yeah 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 uh
0: yeah i think his i think his new stuff isn't like at the same classic level but like it's, it's still pretty good it still holds up
1: so he worked with Christopher Nolan on Interstellar. Um, and I guess on this one he consulted about subjects of time and quantum physics, which we've read a lot about in our personal time. We're pretty we're pretty well versed, yeah. But we don't want we don't want to get into it. Um, the parth, parth, newsflash, the titles of palindrome. Moving forward. <gasps> Nolan made a co- conscious effort to abstain from any influence of the spy genre, other than his own memory. Um, apparently, the s- screenplay was inspired by Once, a Time, Once Upon a Time. Apparently, the screenplay was inspired by Once Upon a Time in the West, a movie that I haven't seen. But Parth,
0: I've also not seen.
1: Cool. Um, apparently, the leads of the movie were allowed to read the script early on, but they were locked in a room. Principal photography involved 250 people. And it was filmed in nine different countries. Um, the only time in the U.S. was in Los Angeles on a soundstage. Um, instead of using miniatures and visual effects for the plane crash sequence, no one thought, I'm going to buy a Boeing 747 because it's more cost-effective. So he did that. Um, the cinematographer Hoyte van Hoytme, employed a combination of 70mm film and IMAX and Panavision lenses, you know, just in order to accommodate to the lower lights. Um, Ludwig Goransson Gr- Gr- Lud- Ludwig, Ludwig was chosen as the c- composer as Nolan's frequent collaborator, Hans Zimmer, had committed himself to 2021's film, Dune, which... Parth, correct me if I'm wrong, was originally supposed to be a 2020 film, Doom. Correct. But it was delayed. Um,
0: Also correct.
1: So the soundtrack was recorded in the composer's home, and he researched retrograde composition, uh, which apparently uh, is when the melodies sound the same forward and backwards. You know, uh, a common theme throughout the movie um more more topical the teens in the audience will love this uh the tenant soundtrack contains a song called the plan by travis scott he's uh works for mcdonald's parth you know we'll go with that yeah no you know the cheeseburger the travis scott meal
0: yeah yeah i i understand
1: it's sweeping the nation scream it from the rooftops the travis scott burger Jennifer Lame, who I didn't know who that was, but then I did some research, and she's edited like all the Noah Baumbach movies. Um, she was his and she Nolan's worked long- on
0: *Hereditary*, I think.
1: Yeah, and Midsommar, so Ari Aster. Yeah. Um, yeah, she replaced um, Nolan's longtime editor Lee Smith, who was editing *1917*. Uh, Warner Brothers. Originally scheduled Tenet to be released July 17th, 2020, and then it was released September 3rd, I think. Uh, The original idea was to release an IMAX 35 and 70mm, like he did for Dunkirk, but alas. Um, Tenet is Nolan's most expensive original project to date. Um, Apparently the actors learned to speak in reverse for their roles, which I thought seemed nonsensical and, and unnecessary, but... You know, Sir Kenneth Branagh not only learned how to speak in a Russian accent, but in a Russian accent backwards. Very exciting. They shut down a highway in Estonia for, you know... A car chase? For three weeks to film the car chase where they, you know, shot the cars moving forwards and backwards. Um, and in terms of negative reviews, it hasn't come out on Amazon yet, so there are no people frustrated with DVDs. Um... So then I went into Rotten Tomatoes to find some people who were upset there and people were like the sound mixing and people were like, I like Inception, but this, but I didn't want to copy any of those down because they were like by professional people and they were really long. So I'll just read this one note that really puts it all in context. And Tenet currently has a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes for background. Um, It says, in summary, this movie is so bad. Perhaps if we invert it, it will be brilliant yes haha ouch ouch indeed but apparently the soundtrack while backwards will be quite similar the movie however it would be um a little bit too meta to that for that to be the case so parth tell me about your initial viewing experience you saw this at the drive-in
0: yeah uh, i saw it at a drive-in about an hour away in pennsylvania
1: oh you crossed Um, state lines
0: i did it for mr nolan the things I do for mr Nolan would probably get me arrested um let's not get into that though But um, you
1: attended it with a friend a uh, plus I attended
0: it with my good friend Sophia uh-huh. uh, I like that this is our running bit uh, that it surpassed solo a Star Wars story the best Star Wars film
1: yeah we've outgrown we've out- <laughs> we've outgrown solo as a joke
0: uh, I don't think we've outgrown that joke we've not outgrown it anyways um uh Well, we both enjoyed it. We both had a good time. Um, I think, like, just as an initial reaction, we both were like, this is really confusing, um, but, like, the set pieces are really entertaining, and Nolan isn't stupid, so I'm, I'm sure it all checks out. I just haven't had the opportunity to see it for a second time, um, but I really want to but as an overall viewing, I, I, I enjoyed myself, but I think it's one of Nolan's lesser movies.
1: It's not a good date movie. It's really a lot to digest. Um, did you talk throughout it, or when you go to the movies with someone, no. do, you, do you just sit there and absorb?
0: Um, generally, we talk because it's like um, showings of movies that have been released already, um, so it's like not a big deal, but um, I like love christopher nolan so like i was like we gotta keep and and plus like his movies in general and this movie specifically are all like you really shouldn't talk if you want to understand anything and i didn't talk and i still didn't know what was going on but what, w-
1: what was your car orientation did you have the sound coming out of your radio or was it big speakers it was a
0: radio it
1: and were radio. you front facing or were you in uh were you in the back looking yeah it was front
0: facing it was front facing
1: Hmm. I so I also saw this I saw it twice alone because I just wanted to uh, you know process it in solitude um, the first time I was at the drive-in and I didn't absorb it at all um, partially because I was cocooned in my sleeping bag in the back seat with a bunch of taco bell so I was having sensory overload um, then the second time I wanted to get my money's worth so I saw it in real theaters, but I've been able to do that because they're empty. So it's COVID conscious. Um, I liked it much more the second time, and I walked away confident that I actually retained something. Meanwhile, the f- the first time I was like, those were flashing colors for two and a half hours. Um, and it, it was definitely pretty, and it definitely cost $200 million. But I was frustrated with the sound also. Um, but then in the theater, it was... I had surround sound and I was able to comprehend the dialogue. Well, let's get into the,
0: um, uh, production elements anyway, since, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think, uh, this is obviously like a really lavish, expensive movie. Um, it's pretty much James, James Bond as done by Chris Nolan, um, with his, you know, flair and whatnot. Um, It's it's really meticulously made to like it's it's shot on like IMAX for a lot of it. Um, As usual, it looks really nice. Um, Hoytman Hoytma is a good cinematographer. I've liked all of their pairing so far with Interstellar and Dunkirk. Um, It's we were talking about this with memento where memento is sort of just shot. Um, It was just sort of shooting the screenplay to a certain extent um but the screenplay was good enough that that doesn't really matter i think it's somewhat of an opposite thing here where you have a little bit of a messy screenplay that um is really elevated by the production elements because nobody really shoots a movie anymore like nolan does he a lot is made about how he doesn't like visual effects and i don't think that's really true he uses he uses visual effects a lot in places where it's necessary he just doesn't use it for things that people would just resort to visual effects for
1: Um, I read that this movie had less than 200 visual effects in it, which apparently is it was less
0: less than 300. It was less than 300.
1: Yeah, but what I read said a a romantic comedy typically requires more than that. And that Inception only required 500 VFX shots, even though one would think it would require infinite VFX shots. So it's a practical effects part suitable to my taste.
0: And I, th- I think that the practical effects, if we're talking about pr- production design, it really makes this movie look awesome. It makes it... Like, all of the time effects and all of that, it's really cool. Because I could t- completely see this type of movie being made with lots of visual effects um, being used so that they don't have to have people acting in reverse, um, dealing with this, the the choreography of that whole thing. But Chris Nolan... Uh, puts in the work and puts uh, the actors have to put in the work to give like a physical performance. And I think it really shows and it's, it, it, it works.
1: Whenever you make a movie focused around time travel, uh, the device or mechanism in which that transports them back is either going to make the movie like feel immediately stupid or like feel very real. And I think like the militaristic like and like kind of like futuristic design of the time travel mechanisms i'm like this seems like it could be within our our grasp scientifically
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: what did you think about uh the truck chase i thought it was awesome probably the best the, the the it was the main action set piece I don't know if I would say
0: that's the the main action set piece um,
1: the, the the final battle really just had me confused I was like
0: well well let, let, let's let's just say that we're this is gonna be a spoiler talk from here on out so you can just skip to the end if you if you really want our rating um, but if if um yeah I don't know I, I I really really liked the car chase um I really liked the Weirdly enough, I really liked the fight scene in the kitchen. It was pretty it was like pretty quick. Uh,
1: but... yeah, no, John David Washington punching those guys was awesome. And apparently they did most of their own stunts. I also really liked the opera house set piece at the beginning. Yes. But yes. the motives, I was kind of confused. I was like, who are these guys? Are they just terrorists? Uh, who, mm-hmm. who who is this opera house? Like what do the attackers want? Who's who does John David Washington work for? Like And I know he's a spy for the CIA or, like, British intelligence. Who knows?
0: Why would he be a spy for British intelligence?
1: I don't know. This feels like a British movie. Isn't Robert Pattinson supposed to be a British spy?
0: Yeah, but John David Washington works for the CIA. Okay, that's fine. Um, Well, like, what did you think of the direction?
1: Being that the most recent Christopher Nolan movies I've watched were Dunkirk Memento, Dark Knight... And tenet, um, I'd say this was most similar to Dunkirk, but I like Dunkirk more. I think I, I agree.
0: I agree um, definitely.
1: But li- I was agreeing with what you were saying before about this switch of like prioritization between script and visuals when talking about Memento, and how this one the script at times didn't make sense, but it could you it could be used as a crutch because the visuals are so impressive and you were kind of just like strapped in to the atmosphere because i was just yeah. i was on board like they said uh don't try to understand it just feel it so i was just
0: i fucking hate that line in retrospect
1: i agree <laughs> I, I, I it's kind of a cop Not because out. like
0: i think it's i think it, i think it's fine in the movie but like every reviewer thought that they were doing something clever by using that line
1: oh i, I agree i was recycling it intentionally um I I think that this movie has too many one-liners that like are tongue-in-cheek and think that they're really clever just through like wordplay about time being like I'll see you at the beginning, um, and I think it just does it one too many times and it comes off as a little self-indulgent. One too many what? <sighs> kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Um,
0: I don't have too much. I mean, I again, I saw this movie when it came out in like September third. Yeah, so, so we're different it's been people a while. now um and and this movie comes out december 15th on blu-ray and digital and whatnot so you better believe i'm gonna be um re-watching it but um
1: parth what's your reasoning for preferring dunkirk in short i
0: think well i mean i this will be kind of getting into story and characters um i think nolan nolan has criticisms that are that can be valid which is that Especially once you get into like Dark Knight Rises' interstellar territory, um, where he favors his huge action set pieces um, and sort of creates a lot of plot to get there, so he gets really complicated, convoluted plots um, that that are interesting, but it's it's just too bloated, and then the pacing becomes. A little bit too much like it's it, it's 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 sometimes it's too fast sometimes it's a little too slow uh it's it's a little uneven his his pacing can become a little uneven and um what then happens with interstellar is people are like wow this is really delving in on the melodrama of the characters like a little bit too much and i think dunkirk is this really wonderful example of a of a director looking at the flaws that people have found in his writing and directing and saying, "Oh, you think my movies are too long? I'm going to make one that's less than 2 hours long. You think my movies have too much character? I'm going to make one where there's no characters. Like there there's no like like character backstory, there's no um there, there's nothing other than what we experience. You think uh my things are too convoluted. there's gonna be no plot. it's gonna be just people trying to survive and it it really really works. It's a really really good movie. it's really tight it's it's an art film i mean it's 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 really an amazing piece of art and and I think tenet is a step backwards because it feels like oh, I did that movie and it was great, and now I kind of want to just delve in back into the things I like again. Um, I want to do my big... I I, I have this cool high-concept idea, and I'm going to come up with a bunch of big things I want to do with that idea, um, regardless of whether it all checks out, and, and also, like it's just too convoluted. It's too that the first third has like four different characters explaining things that required one character in one scene explaining. Um, and it it's just, it's just, a, it's, I see this as like a really fun movie that's better than most movies that come out. But for Nolan, it's, it's definitely a step backwards.
1: So I think Dunkirk works Primarily through the pacing established by cross cutting through so many like different like vignettes. And so it like keeps it moving forward. And Tenet functions more like Inception, where it's like a group going from place to place. Um
0: yeah, it's a James Bond movie.
1: Yeah, the and globe-trotting so trotting adventure. So so I think Tenet has too many stops along the way to the point where Certain Like, I thought Priya's character and that whole subplot was kind of needless, and it detracted from my dedication to the rest, because I was just like, there's one too many characters at this point.
0: Yeah, and I think that's just a problem. I, I, I don't know, like, if he, like, understands that it's convoluted and doesn't care, or just doesn't, like, see that it is convoluted. But it, it kind of, weirdly enough, operates... The first half at least like a mission impossible movie where you get your mission briefing this is your mission you know this is what you have to do um now go do it then they go have an action sequence then they find out what they need to get next then they have an action sequence then they need you know and that's fine except mission impossible now has really really honed down what what they do and it's really cleanly done in mission impossible and here, there's there's way too many characters explaining things. There's,
1: I, I think that can be attributed to the fact, because in, in James Bond, it'll be like, you need to kill this guy or prevent this person from being killed. And the instructions are pretty straightforward. But here, you have to deal with time travel and... I think that the filmmakers are trying to like cover their own ass because in movies where the science is sloppy, the internet kind of like rips you a new one. So I think they kind of overcompensated through the amount of explanation they did, which I think culminates in, you know, like the, the white lady in the lab coat and she takes him around and is like, here's how future bullets work. And I just thought that exposition went on for far too long. And I was like, thank you for establishing the rules of the universe So uh, there's no digital revolt.
0: Well, I mean, I think even beyond the rules of the world, I just think the simple exposition of, you know, I have no idea what they were trying to, what the whole deal with the art uh, forgery and the painting and they try to do that. Like all of that is explained
1: really sloppily. Yeah, um, I, I was gonna feature that in the portion of the episode called Trent's Confused. Parth explains, um, but well, I'm here's part- the thing:
0: I you, like we can't have that part of the episode because I don't know what happened.
1: I, I can actually explain the art thing because I read it. I read the Wikipedia plot uh, description today. Please. So, so um, the husband got this fake Goya painting because the wife the female lead is like an art authenticator and so he got her to falsely identify that as real and then he was holding it as blackmail against her that if he ever she ever tried to leave with her child he would release to the presses that she was bad at her job and then she would be like blacklisted
0: i feel like is there not a simpler thing that's that, that was done? exactly
1: my explanation, my thought i was like that technically holds water but it it, it seems so unnecessary because her career her career in the art world is not mentioned again
0: yeah and it doesn't again i think i think you're absolutely right in saying that this is more like inception like the most out of all of his movies because you've got like the first half of the movie trying to explain what's going to end up happening in the second half um and it's a globe-trotting adventure, it's a and they're both high concept.
1: Go... So it like th- yeah. that divide of I don't know, like, kind of like cause and effect, or or here's we're gonna explain what's gonna happen in the final hour.
0: What what differentiates this from Inception, other than the script being much cleaner in Inception, is that there is no, um. Lots of people have said that this the, the big problem with this movie is that there's no emotional element. And I, I kind of disagree. I don't think you need a super emotional element. I don't need John David Washington's character or, sorry, the protagonist to have a huge arc or something. But the problem is when when you look at Inception, it has all of these rules of its world that it explains and lots of Con- uh, very convoluted things but the thing is those are all in service of a really personal story of leonardo dicaprio's character um and it's all all in service of a really personal journey on the other hand with this movie it seems like a lot of things are happening and they're just machinations that are of, of the plot that are required for it to like for, for certain key things that... No, like, Nolan wants a plane to blow up. Nolan wants, like, a slow car chase with a fire truck. Nolan wants um, a huge, like, shooting, you know, blowing up buildings in the Middle East section, you know? So he sort of create And, like, Nolan wants time to bend in on itself and have John David Washington fight the future version of himself. So he creates... All of these really complicated ways for it to happen. And I think people would be. I I think you can go one of two ways. One way is you got to just make it simpler. And if you don't want to do that, then you have to give somebody a a bigger arc. Because they kind of give um, Cat, Elizabeth Debicki's character, an arc, sort of. But it's not. Like There's nothing that big, and I think that's the problem. I think people are willing to accept super convoluted things that don't necessarily make sense if there's an emotional journey they can attach to. And I think that he either had to go further on the Dunkirk route of very clean, simple storytelling or go harder in on the characters.
1: I agree that it's weird that the like the third build actor is the only person with the with, with the character arc because John yeah. da- John David Washington is static and Robert Pattinson is an awesome side character. Um, but both of them are basically unchanged. And then it's the the real journey is this girl. Oh, the, the Eliz- what's her name?
0: Elizabeth Debicki cat.
1: Yeah, yeah, the real story is at its core is Kat's character. She wants her kids, she's in a bad marriage and her husband's dying but he wants to kill everyone and how do we how do we do that? Um this movie has vehicles of all kinds. Cars, boats, this is true. Planes. Do you want to know a, a a trivial complaint I had? Please. Do you know Hamish Patel? Yes. So do you know how he's brought in for the plane crash scene, right? Mm-hmm. Then at the end he's the one on the boat with Kat. So it seems like oh he's like our our vehicle specialist, and we're gonna bring him in for all the main action scenes. But he's nowhere to be seen during the car chase, and I just think it's fucking stupid.
0: That's what I mean by this feels like it just needed to be it needed another draft because it feels like you can combine a bunch of different characters because there's that one when when that one guy's like welcome to the afterlife right
1: mm-hmm why
0: can't why can't they condense that scene with the scene of the woman explaining the bullets and and like inversion
1: yeah also those uh, don't
0: need to be separate scenes
1: do you know how in like the final action scene there's there's like the red team and blue team stuff and suddenly there's just this like military white guy and the movie look-
0: Taylor Johnson
1: yeah the movie's looking at him like he's been here the whole time but me as the viewer I'm like who the fuck is this stranger and why is he suddenly so important and
0: wouldn't it have made more sense if that was Hamish Patel or something that's what I'm saying uh, that that's my whole problem <laughs> inception goes further on the character elements and is really streamlined for a really for a movie with really complicated rules it's actually pretty straightforwardly told you can't tell a complicated story complicatedly you know like like it, it 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 doesn't work you can't have like i don't know why i don't know i mean he said he's been working on the script for like 10 years
1: yeah i read the same thing so parth do you want to hear my my final question yes what are the villain's motives? Because he's dying and he's mad at the world. But why, why, why cause an apocalypse? Because if he can't have her, no one can. Ah, uh, men are simple.
0: I, I, I actually don't mind that. I, I don't. I, Nolan's gotten shit for people from people for like the Dark Knight Rises with like Bane so over the top and like, like Kenneth Branagh is really hammy in this movie. I think it's fun. I don't mind it.
1: So I read in the plot uh, synopsis today that Priya, in the end, tries to kill Kat, but the protagonist prevents that. Um, Yeah. I completely blanked on that, and then I was like, why would Priya try to kill Kat? And then, thus asking the question of, what was Priya's role in this movie? Um, And I've seen it twice in theaters in a row, so help.
0: I don't know. I'm telling you, I don't know what happened in this movie. And and the other thing is, I think... I need to watch this movie with subtitles.
1: Because I was thinking the same thing. That, that That's how I felt after The Lighthouse.
0: Nolan's whole thing with movies recently is that if you make the sound mixing so that dialogue is a little bit lower than sound effects and music to a certain extent, it'll bring the viewer in because they'll have to listen more attentively. But I feel in general, all it has done is like take people out of it because they're trying to spend all their energies trying to just figure out what the hell anybody's saying.
1: Yeah, there's a moment that you could feel vicariously in the drive-in where everyone is constantly adjusting their radios because they're like, is it me? Or because this mastermind filmmaker couldn't have designed the sound so disproportionately. Um, So everyone starts to uh, feel crazy, but then... They realized this was carefully planned by um, a bunch of rich people in a mansion in Hollywood.
0: I feel like I have to say some nice things about this movie because it, it makes it. Se- I feel like we're shitting on it a lot. It's it's a fun movie. I think I need to see it again to really give it like a proper like like this is this is what I think. I think it needs like two or, two or three more viewings, which I'm willing to do because there's some really cool fucking shit going on here. Because that like. I, I it really cannot be overstated how cool the inverted stuff looks, you know, true. like like when th- there, there there's a sequence where, well, I mean, if you've made it this far, you've already seen the movie, but the sequence where the building re f- like fixes itself up and then blows up at the top. then you go to the other perspective of like red team or blue team or whoever, and it it comes back together at the top and then blows at the bottom. like that's just really cool.
1: Um, My counter to that is in movies like Back to the Future, where you're revisiting earlier places you've been. I feel like it's really satisfying to like see the differences and how your yeah how your actions affect the the different um, like timelines. But in this, like going back to see the time chase, or going back and seeing the car chase in reverse, and going back and David Washington John- happens immediately, and John David Washington fighting himself and them happening like back to back with each other, it felt kind of redundant and tiresome.
0: I don't know. I kind of disagree. I-, I enjoyed myself with that part, with those things. But I mean, I- I- that's in the eye of the beholder. Again, I need to see this movie again. Um,
1: my-, my 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 objection. Or, or my, my, my main problem with Christopher Nolan movies is, uh, with the exception of The Dark Knight, is my lack of motivation to rewatch them. I just feel like they're very heavy. It's the Schindler's List effect, you know? Uh,
0: it, I mean, I don't know that I really agree personally. I, I, I get what you mean, though.
1: I saw Dunkirk in the theaters and I was like, whoa, that was awesome. Um, And I remember it very fondly, but much like Schindler's List, um, it's kind of one and done. I have no no real enthusiasm to revisit it.
0: Should we assign ratings? It's time. All right, let's do it. Trent, you go first. Seven. I think I'll give a seven, too.
1: Seven seven and a half. Mm. Mm. All right, I'm going to stick with my gut. Seven. Do you yeah. want do you want to rank it um in relation since you're the master of um the the the, the Nolan filmography, do you wanna put it in context to his other work?
0: Um it's below the Dark Knight trilogy. It's below Interstellar, it's below Dunkirk. Um it's above insomnia and it's above following. That might be it for me. I like I think it might be like Oh God, that makes the, his third worst movie for me. Which if this is your third worst movie, you have a good filmography.
1: Yeah, on the a- AFI ranking, Tenet is considered Nolan's seventh best behind basically everything you mentioned. Um, I, what I've seen is Inception, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Tenet, uh, and Memento. And I'd say this is on the back half, but like you mentioned, compliments to his, uh, his life's work. Because um, it's a good problem to have for tenant to be like the 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 the, un- the unlovable stepchild of your uh, of your filmography.
0: Exactly. Well, I guess that brings us to the ending of our episode.
1: Tell uh, what's our next episode, or is the podcast ending, or do- is it going to continue? <sighs>
0: Unfortunately, craft services will not be closing up. Production. Oh, um,
1: we're returning. This isn't our um, our goodbye, our swan song.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. We we got a dialogue editor for Bill and Ted Face the Music, a recent release,
1: third installment in the Bill and Ted franchise, starring actors yeah. uh, created by filmmakers. You know the deal, guys.
0: We got a dialogue editor. Her name's Angela Kwan. She was awesome. We like. We'll her. have that episode out for you on sunday
1: church day the day our day of rest and on that note exactly goodbye
0: now we're going to leave see goodbye. you guys i hope i never see you again
1: this is an audio based medium part there's no visual